of the game. St George, Illawarra to the death, trying. Brown goes to the air. Going back is Mabel. Oh, sleeping high and taking it in marvellous fashion with Rod Wishart. He has scored an incredible try and ties this fourth game up. Bartram from 18 metres out. He strikes it nicely. St George Illawarra win for the first time in their Premiership line. Here's Nathan Blacklock down the sideline. Chipping over the top of Joel Kane. Got a red Saunders bounce to win the game for the Dragons and book himself a New South Wales Blues origin jumper. Good evening, folks, and welcome to episode 97 of the Red V Podcast. Jack Clifton here with you. A little bit of a different podcast tonight. Unfortunately, uh, work and and other life commitments have gotten in the way of myself and Johnny Pett uh, being able to uh, produce the podcast and and a a podcast episode this week. So we're not going to have any Dragons news and updates or or fans questions. I I know that it can be a little bit um, maybe a tad boring when you're you're listening to just one person uh, speak at you for 45 minutes or so. So I'm not going to put you through that. But instead, we're going to play part one of our chat with Rod Henneker. Rod uh, was a a man that played 97 first grade games in the, the Sydney Premiership, as it was known back then in the 1970s and 80s. He played 52 games for the North Sydney Bears and also 47 for the Illawarra Steelers, part of that first ever Illawarra Steelers side in 1982. So I hope that uh, you enjoyed the yarn uh, with Rod. We'll have part two of our chat uh, dropping next week on the podcast next Tuesday. And Johnny and I will be back uh, 100% to, uh, to guide you through all the latest going on uh, around the club. So we hope you enjoy uh, part one of our chat with Rod Henniker here on on episode 97 of the Red V Podcast. You're listening to the Red V Podcast with Jack Clifton and Johnny Pett. And today we continue our interview series here on the podcast and chatting with Rod Henneker. Rod played 99 first grade games in his first grade career. He played 52 uh, games for the North Sydney Bears in the late 70s and into the early 80s. And then he made his way down to Illawarra and was part of that first ever Illawarra Steelers squad uh, that competed in the 1982 Premiership and went on to play 47 games for the Steelers. He was a goal-kicking prop. He also was the coach of the Illawarra Steelers President's Cup side in 1991 and 1992 and, of course, was one of the assistant coaches to Graham Murray in that uh, wonderful season for Illawarra where they made it within a game uh, of the grand final. Rod's been kind enough to have a bit of a chat with us this morning and chat about his career in football and what he's been doing uh, post-footy. Rod, thanks so much for joining us on the, the Red V Podcast, mate. How are you doing this morning? Yeah, good. No, thanks for having me. No, it's uh, yeah, no, it's re- very good. And this uh, lockdown times is not not a great situation. So uh, yeah, no, it'll be great to have a have a chat about the the footy. It's uh, give us something to do. Uh, Rod, you um, uh, obviously had a, a great career with with both Norse and, and Illawarra, playing close to 100 games, which not too, too many people can can hang their, their hat on. What are you? What are some memories that stand out from your time at not only North Sydney, but when you came down in in 1982 and played a few seasons with the Steelers? Yeah, no, look, I was uh, lucky in um, in 1978, we had a fantastic Illawarra divisional side um, where six of us the following year went to play in the Sydney competition. Uh, it was uh, Brian Johnson, uh, Steve Morris, Peter Wynn, myself, Keith Rugg and um, Alan Shepard. So it was a really, really good side and uh, Tommy Bishop was the coach of that side mm. and uh, we actually got right through to the, I think the semi-finals of the MK Cup that year, and we won the country championship. We also beat New Zealand uh, Test side uh, in a, a game in Wollongong Showground. So that sort of gave us um, a leg up, uh, put our put our names in light, so to speak. And uh, 
Tommy Bishop was the was the coach. In actual fact, um, I didn't originally um, go up to North Sydney. It was only a week before the competition started where North lost a few players and they're looking for a goal kicker as well too that uh, I end up signing with the Bears. So I only I had a one week preseason. <laughs> Before I started in 1979, and uh, but Ken Boothroyd, who was the trainer then, as um, everyone knows, was a, um, a great trainer for the Dragons in their 70s. And that when they won their premierships, and uh, yeah, so I did a lot of extra work with him to get me uh, to get me up to scratch. Uh, yeah, so um, yeah, so that's how it all all started for me. And then uh, uh, that year probably wasn't a great year. We didn't win too many games, but uh, it was great experience, and uh, I was able to play the next couple of years at North with some great players. Uh, Probably the best player that I've ever played with uh, the following year was uh, Mark Graham, the, the mm. New Zealand international. Uh, he was uh, he, he was fantastic. Uh, actually, I'll tell you a quick little quick story about that with Mark Graham. Uh, I remember the first day we played a trial match at uh, at Wyong, and um, I'd never seen Mark play before. I hadn't played with him, but we we're in the second row together. It was mm. the first game. We're standing there to kick off, and uh, as we're about to kick off, he did the sign of the cross, and I went, "Holy shit! What's this guy up to?" Anyway. <laughs> After the 80 minutes, I seen the way he played. I said, "I think I might do that." <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't blame you for that, Rod. <laughs> oh, no, he, he was he, he was a sensational play. He did it at both ends of the field. You know, he he was a, a you know outstanding footballer. Yeah. So, and um, and actually, um, in back in those days too, of course, you had to work. And um, I, my last year at North, I got a full time teaching job at Ed's High School at Campbelltown. So the traffic, the driving from North Sydney to um, to Campbelltown is uh, a pretty uh, back in them days, no M5s or anything like that. So um, yeah, I seen out the rest of the year, and the Nilawarra were coming into the competition. So I thought it was the opportunity to move back home. So uh, um, met with Bob Millwood and Alan Fitzgibbon, the coach, and uh, yeah, I really, I was really uh, couldn't wait to get back and be part of the the first side. So uh, yeah, managed to see out three years there with the. With the Steelers, the first year had a few injury problems towards uh, midway through the year. Done my knee in an MCO Cup game uh, mm. on Brad Hazard's head, but um, unfortunately, but <laughs> yeah, no, it was uh, it was um, yeah, really. I had a really good time. The last year, and um, probably the last year I had at Illawarra, uh, I probably learned something more about life than I learned about football under Brian Smith. Brian Smith's first year as a first grade coach. And uh, I think if you speak to other people, a lot of people have got different views on Brian Smith. But as a, as a person who could uh, uh, get his point across, really, and uh, just things, different things about life, I modelled a lot of things I did in my life and in my teaching on what he taught me in that in that 12 months under him. So, yeah, so I, I had some good mentors along the way. And, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed my six seasons uh, uh, that I had uh, playing in first grade football in the New South Wales Rugby League. I guess starting at the the beginning of your your life, Rod, you you grew up and, and have lived in Wollongong. I'm pretty sure for most of your life, if not all of your life, down there in in the beautiful South Coast. What was your your childhood like, and, and what was it like growing up? I guess in the uh, the 1960s, the late 50s, and, and 1960s down there in in the South Coast of New South Wales. Yeah, well, actually, uh, my parents uh, moved down here from Cootamundra in the Riverina area. They uh, uh, my dad was um, moved down here to play football with the Western Suburbs Club here in, in Wollongong, and, and I was in 1957. I was born in 1958. Uh, so um, yeah, and I and I'm an only child, as I uh, <laughs> often get uh, often get um, picked on by my children because I think I've made up for it because I have uh, 
six children now and uh, just about to have a, my 10th grandchild. So I think, oh, I've fantastic. Made up I think I've made up for it over the years. Yeah. <laughs> so, four daughters and two boys. So, uh, yeah, they give, they, give me, they give me heaps. But back you know, to my childhood, that I was um, I spent all my life basically here in Wollongong until I've left to, to play with uh, North Sydney. That's the only probably the three years that I was away. But, uh, yeah, I, I, when I was uh, earlier on in my junior career, I played with Berkeley, one of the clubs down here. Uh, and then I moved uh, when I moved house, I moved over to play with the Western Suburbs Club, which is probably a pretty famous club down here. Mm. It produced a lot of um, good players, uh, Gary Jack, uh, Steve Roach, Bob Fulton, um, just just to, uh, just to name a few. Um, Roy Sayloff, David Waite, and that all played for Australia from from down here. So there's been a um, it's, it's a great nursery for football, and I've been lucky enough after my career, I, I captain coached and coached uh, the club as well too. So uh, yeah, I went to school down here in in Wollongong. Um, I went to St Pius the tenth primary school mm. down here. Which is across the road from Western Suburbs Leeds Club, and uh, uh, went to Fig Tree High, where I linked up. We had a, you know some good school sides there too. Which is once again Gary Jack, Steve Roach, and uh, I played with Brian Harrington uh, there. We had a great University Shield side that uh, uh, almost won the Uni Shield in back in 1974. Um, yeah, so I um, m- managed to hook up with Brian there, and and then also again with him and the Illawarra Steelers in the in the first year as as well. So. Um, yeah, I spent most of my life, as I said, growing up here. Then I went to Teachers College together at, at Teachers College for three years. Um, and once again, being at Teachers College at the same time as a lot of the other guys who I mentioned before, um, mm. myself and Peter Wimp in the same section doing our maths, our maths course together, you know, Steve Morris, Brian Johnson, Steve Folks, Robert Stone, John Jansen, they were all there at the time. I said, we could have got a great footy side. Oh, one. yeah, you're telling me. <laughs> when, when, we were, when we were there, I can tell you. So, uh, yeah, a lot of guys all went through at the same time. I don't know what it is about footballers, but there seems to be a lot of footballers back in those days who were actual um, – who were school teachers too. So, yeah. Um, I guess a little bit of a different question that, that's not really football-related, but I, I guess talking to, to a lot of um, other uh, former footy players, they talk about growing up in the, in the 60s and 70s, it was a, a very different era to what, uh, I guess, your, your kids and your grandkids and myself are experiencing uh, these days, Rod. What was, what was the best thing or one of the best things about growing up in the, the 1960s and 70s, do you reckon? Ah, well, you know, like everyone says it and uh, – we all use them now. You've got computers, it's all changed. You've got computers. Back in them days, you didn't have that, have those sort of things. So it was outside, down and get dirty, basically. Mm. So you spent most of your time outside. You know, you, you didn't have phones to talk to anyone. So, um, you know, you just basically um, uh, played with each other, and, you know, from morning till, morning till night. And, you know, you rode bikes and skateboards and you went to the beach all day and uh, at the weekends and you played footy in the morning and stuff like that. You Basically, it was uh, – you were probably a lot – I think the kids were a lot fitter mm, back in them yeah. days than probably what they are now. And, um, and also, mental health is a big thing these days. And, you know, I can't remember hearing too much about mental health back in them days too because, I, you know, everyone was out and – and the fresh air and, you know, we're all yeah, getting around and playing with each other and doing different things. And, uh, you know, you're exhausted by the end of the, by the end of the day, you know, mm. uh, and, you, and you have to fend more for yourself than probably what you, what you do today. You know, you're on buses and catching buses and, uh, trains and whatever. And 
Whereas now everyone's got everything set out on a, you know, a platter for them. So it's, you know, it's, uh, yeah, but, but they were great times. It's terrific. And these times now you see grandkids and kids grow up, you know, and they're just as good. You just got to move with the time. So, mm. you know, that's basically uh, how it was and you didn't know any different. So, yeah, no, it was good. You know, you miss those times. I remember playing an under-18 grand final and looked around at everyone and said, you know, like, we've played together for years. I was lucky enough to get a lot of premierships when I was playing in, when I was playing in juniors. Um, it was quite, it was quite funny. 15, 16, 17s and 18s. I played with Western Suburbs. We had exactly the same side every mm. year. We won the, we won the comp in 15, 16s and 18s, 17s. We didn't make the semifinals. Yeah. Uh, as I say, sex, drugs and rock, rock and roll, I think come on the scene when we were 17s. So <laughs> not so much the drugs, I should say that. Not that. Yeah. Not that. I mean, yeah, so uh, yeah, it's funny how things uh, how things work out uh, over time, um, but uh, you know, um, it's uh, the different um, situations that you find yourself you find yourself in. And mm. you, you, like I said, the eighteen year olds, I said to them after we won the only comp, you know, you look at each other, we'll probably never you know never play footy again together. We've been together for so long, and that's exactly what happens. You go into grade. And, some guys give it away. Some guys keep going. And, uh, you know, football is great Was back in them days. and It was great for camaraderie. You know, you, you got your best mates for life. I guess uh, in terms of, of your footy career starting when you were you were younger, um, and you've spoken a little bit before about your, your dad as well, Rod, did he have much of an influence or an impact on you um, playing with the game uh, of rugby league at a young age? Oh, most definitely, yeah, you know, if it wouldn't be for him, I, I probably, you, you wouldn't have been in the, in the footy, but uh, he was football mad, he was, you know, when he finished playing, uh, his greatest claim to fame, and uh, and I've managed to send the picture out, is he coached the 1964 Western Suburbs side, which, mm. uh, when I was like six-year-old, which had um, a young Bob Fulton, a young Peter Peters, a young Alan yeah, Mallory, wow. uh, were, were in the side, in actual fact, on, on, on Bozo's passing recently, and I, and I did get to play against Bozo, in his last couple of years there when I was at Norse. Um, yeah, um, they were um, they were really, really – he hung his hat on that situation all the time by telling people that he always coached um, – he coached Bob um, Bob Fulton. But, yeah, no, look, my dad, he was the president after he finished coaching at Western Suburbs. He was the president of the football club there. And, uh, you know, everything to him was football, football. We had a lot all the same interests. You know, me being an only child too and me being his only son. Yeah, um, you know, he put a lot of work into what I did, but he never pushed me. He just, you know, he just, you know, what I wanted to do, and I was always going to be involved in football. But I mean, yeah, so you no, know, he was a he was a great influence on me right from you know, and he himself he was a mad dragon supporter uh, right from day one. You know, like back in the sixties, he was a member of the Leeds club, and you know, he's a, and that's how I was a St George supporter as a young fella too. I remember. In my uh, grandmother's backyard, as an eight or nine year old, when they got beaten the final and didn't win 11, after winning eleven premierships, yeah, so I remember. I remember me dragging jumper crying in the backyard uh, when they when they didn't make it. And my all time favourite hero um, in rugby league is Billy Smith mm. to this day. You know, I just I just thought he was sensational, and the combination he used to have with Graham Langlands and Al Chang was uh, was phenomenal, really. So. Yeah, but getting back to my dad, yeah, he was great. Unfortunately, he passed about five years ago. But, uh, yeah, right up until his last um, breath, he was rugby league was his life. Um, from from there, I guess 
we have to kind of pose the question, were there any other sports growing up for you, Rod, that, that um, I guess took took attention away from rugby league or in the summer months were you playing cricket or, or anything else or was rugby league the your, your number one sport growing up? Rugby league was it and surfing, believe it or not. If you yeah, okay. The, if you see the size of me now, you wouldn't think I was a surfer. But yeah, back <laughs> in the days, back in the day, back in the days, we uh, we we did summertime. That was surfing time. You never, you know, five or six weeks before the footy season started. That's when you started to sort of get back into training and all that sort of thing. Mm. And then apart from that, it's hang down the beach. Uh, I love cricket and all that sort of thing and tennis and that, but uh, never, never really. Uh, Never really got into it, like like the golf as well too. So play golf and, uh, but yeah, competitively, um, rugby league was basically the only sport that I that I played competitively. Yeah. When when you were growing up, you've spoken before about um, playing in the the 15, 16, 17s, 18s uh, down there in the Illawarra competition. Um, did you make any rep teams when you were growing up, or when you got a little bit bit older? Obviously, before you you made the move up to to the New South Wales Rugby League Premiership. Yeah, it's, it's funny like that. You had right back in the early days, even right back from I think footy started, you know, rep footy started at under nines, you know, under nines. And I know Illawarra used to have a reciprocal thing with the Roosters, mm-hmm. Illawarra, and also with Tamworth. And I remember I used to get on the the train to Tamworth um, in the rep sides and go up there and get billeted out. It used to be always at the long weekend, uh, yeah, June long week, June long weekend. Yeah, I used to get up there. You remember getting up there in Tamworth with all the bonfires for cracker night and all that sort of stuff, and yeah. So, uh, but yeah. So I was I made those sides um, um, most years, and uh, it, right through in the in the juniors, and then into the the senior senior years. They, they didn't really have country championships, or you, there was no Harold Matthews or anything like that. But they did have Illawarra sides who would play against Southern Division and Northern Division, and that sort of thing as as well too. So um, yeah, I was um, lucky enough to be in a lot of those sides along the way. Imagine uh, that- in last yeah well I think the, my last year my last year at school uh, at Fig Tree High um, I was lucky enough to make the New South Wales schoolboy side too mm-hmm. which um, had a couple other pretty good players in this um, Terry Leebooter who went on to play with Parramatta and with yep. the Premiership there he was in the side I was actually a five eight back in those days um, Peter Mortimer uh, was uh, also um, in that in that side as well so. Um, yeah, so that we, we toured Queensland, I think, that year, and I think it was 1975. So, yeah, that was really good. And once again, you make some great um, friendships out of out of those um, sides, which I you know, still hold today. I imagine some pretty tough battles play, uh, growing up, not just in those those rep teams, uh, Rod, but also when you were you're playing in the in the Illawarra League, and, and and ultimately even when you played in the the New South Wales Rugby League, there wouldn't have been uh, plush surfaces like they've got at uh, at Parramatta <laughs> Stadium and down at Wollongong and, and those kinds of things. Uh, it would have been some yeah some pretty painful grounds. I imagine you played on back then. Uh, honestly, that they were on it. Um, <laughs> They were rock rock hard. Think about being a goal kicker, being a goal kicker like I was um, back in the end day. They all talk about. I remember we used to have the sand and all yeah. that sort of thing. I can remember before that, before the sand, because you used to get nothing. You'd have to go out there and kick up your own dirt. So you'd have yeah, to gee. dig with your boots. You'd have to steal studs. You'd have to dig up your own dirt at the particular time and and to make a mound for the for the ball to sit on. So yeah, and, and like some of it was just. Yeah, they were in the wet in the wet winter times. Like the, some of the grounds were just you know, uh, just a, a slog heap, you know. And then mm. they, of course, the, the August winds had come and and it'd make them terribly uh, 
terribly hard. So uh, yeah, you'd lose you'd lose a bit of skin. That that is that is for sure. But uh, yeah, as I said, um, and then another thing about goal kicking too. And I think it's been mentioned quite a bit. You had the old leather balls back then too. Mm. So when it was when it was wet, it was like kicking a piece of concrete. <laughs> were you were you always a, a goal kicker uh, growing up, um, Rod? Did you put a lot of practice yep. into that when you were younger? I sure did. Yeah, and I think it's like anything you do, and you know, like I did it from a young age, and like, even before I started, I used to mimic kicking. I used to have plastic footballs, use balloons, whatever it was, and you know, and when I started playing, my mum used to take me down for goal kicking practice in between in between days we didn't train. This is when I was like nine and ten year old, mm. so you know, I did it, and I just loved doing it. You know, it's, it was. Uh, Something that was, uh, you know, and then when you do something over and over and over again for such a long period of time, and if you're any good at it, well, yeah. But it's like anything, practice. You know, you just got to practice, and the more you practice, the better, the better you get. So, um, yeah, you know, I really, I really enjoyed that side of it, and uh, yeah, um, as my my, as I said that before, I went to to uh, to play with Norse. I had a couple of years in grade with Western Suburbs and my first year in grade, um, which was, uh, I was 19. So in 1977, yeah, um, I was fortunate enough to break the point scoring record that year. I scored 272 points. I don't think that's and, been broken, has it, Rod? I, I think I read a comment no. somewhere the other day saying that it still hasn't been broken down there in that competition. No, it, it hasn't. It hasn't been broken. Uh, Back early in the 2000s, that's um, a person who I taught at, um, uh, at Dapto High, one of the Simons boys, he went very close. Uh, you know, they got a forfeit in the last game, which didn't help him probably. But, mm. uh, yeah, so, no, the record um, the record uh, still uh, still stands. So that's, yeah, yeah. So, but, I mean, they don't play probably as much. I think that was over like 18 games or whatever it was. So, most of the time, most of the time they play probably about sixteen games and that. But yeah, so um, but the competition's a lot tighter so these days. But um, yeah, so that's something that I'm uh, yeah pretty proud of. You know, like uh, mm. and you know, it's one of the reasons. It's one of the reasons I got a contract at North Sydney because they needed a goal kicker. So mm, that's right. It does that does have strings, but at Illawarra uh, we had John Dory. You know, who was a fantastic goal kicker and. You know, in them days too, if you can avoid a forward have been in, in the have been the goal kicker, well, they mainly mm. do. So, so John was a fantastic goal kicker, and uh, yeah, so I didn't get many opportunities at uh, at Illawarra, but yeah. So you played first grade with Western Suburbs in the Illawarra competition in, in 1977 as a 19-year-old, but then again in, in 1978 before you, you moved up and started yeah. playing grade in, in Sydney. What were what were those competitions like and, and, and what was the, the quality of that competition like in the, the late 1970s? I dare say it probably yeah. kind of toughened you up a little bit and prepared you for, uh, for the New South Wales honestly, Rugby League. It did. It, it was it was a phenomenal competition. Like It was like 1977 I come into grade – the crowds you would get at local football was was um, unbelievable. And 1977, I was coached by Tony Charlton. Tony Charlton and David Waite was at the came back oh, to yep. the club too. But he ended up he ended up retiring um, uh, for for the injuries at the start of the year, so he didn't really uh, play. Another guy, Timmy Armistead, who um, played at Penrith, um, he was in the club. 
and we had a very, very good side, actually, and uh, we won most of our games that year, but we, we didn't end up making the grand final. But the following year, Tommy Bishop took over partway through the year, and we were lucky enough to win the grand final against Port Campbell and Peter Fitzgerald, who was an old St. George mm. player. He was the coach there. I think we won 17-13. There was 13,500 people yeah, wow. at Wollongong Showground to watch the Watch the grand to watch the grand final for uh, you know local football. There was like ten sides in the competition back then, and you know it had a lot of um, ex Sydney players who would come down and play in the competition. And then there was the young play. You know, as everyone knows, Illawarra is a great breeding ground for young mm. people. There was you know the young guys in the side, a lot of good young players mixed in with it. The competition was absolutely you know was absolutely fantastic. You know, like. So, and like some of those country sides you see get picked in 1978, well, Steve Morris, who was, you know, um, when he got picked for country that year, um, he, he's the last player to get picked for, play for Australia to get picked from uh, from country mm. in, that, in that year. So, you know, the, you can see the competition was, yeah, very, very, very strong. Yeah. From, from, so when the Steelers, yeah, when the Steelers come into the competition in 82, yeah. it sort of, that's when it started to drop off a bit. From there, as you mentioned a little bit earlier in our, our chat, Rod, you were in that um, Illawarra uh, divisional side. And from there, obviously, a lot of players, I think six or seven, went up and, and played in the, the Sydney Premiership. Is that how the move to, to North Sydney um, eventuated? Can you give us a bit of background? I know you said that you, you went up there a week before the, the season started. What was, it, what was it like arriving at North Sydney? And I guess, how did that, that move transpire? Yeah, no, look, it, w- it was... I kept, you know, that side that year, you know, was a, a tremendous side and we got to play on many stages, you know. We played in Wollongong, we played in Brisbane. We had a lot of TV matches with the MCO Cup, uh, you know, country championship game. We played the New Zealand Test side um, down in Wollongong and beat them um, uh, before we played in the MCO Cup semi-final and that sort of thing. So we had a lot of exposure. So therefore, there was a lot of, you know, um, you know scouts that would um, come around and whatever. But uh, originally, I wasn't, I, I thought I needed to have another year down in Wollongong, and uh, and that's what I was going to do. And Don Parrish had come down to coach mm. uh, the Western Suburbs side, who who he'd coached West in the early seventies and and that, and um, he made me captain on the side, and we'd played in the t- we we'd actually played in a knockout comp and all that sort of thing. But then Tommy Bishop come knocking and basically said, you know, come and have a talk to him that they needed a goal kicker and they'd lost a couple of players in the preseason for the year and uh, uh, he talked me into doing it. So, yeah, so that's how I basically ended up at, uh, at North Sydney. What was the environment like with, with North Sydney? Because I know during that period of the club that you were there and probably throughout the 1980s, they weren't an overly successful uh, successful club. Did you enjoy your, your three seasons there? I know things probably soured a, a, yeah. a little bit in, in, in the latter part of your, your time there with the Bears. But when you initially arrived in, in 1979, did you enjoy being part of that first grade setup? Well, it was a dream come true. That's why when I first went up there, my dad, yeah, back in the days, you don't have managers or anything like that. And my dad was a mad St. George supporter. He didn't even come with me when I went up to, to have a meeting <laughs> with him. I went, by, I went by myself. He said, no way in the world are you going to go to North. So probably the only time I got against went against his uh, uh, his wishes, he, he said to me, listen, he said, He's won't, I, I've seen their side. You won't win a game. At the end of the year, I said, you're wrong. We won two. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we won a few MK Cup games as well too. Yeah, so that was that was hard. Um, 
yeah, uh, it was a hard introduction to playing in the, the New South Wales Rugby League competition. Um, but, you know, it's not, you, I see today where a lot of players, you see players, you know, I, I went out there every single game I play, I can honestly say, and I played in um, every game bar the last game. I got injured and played the last game that year. And, you know, everyone was trying their butt out. And, we, you know, we, you, didn't, you never went into a game thinking you were going to get you're going to get towelled up or anything mm. like that, um, you know. But I know it was a strong – it was a really um, hard introduction. As I said, I'd been there a week and I was straight in first grade and then we played Cronulla. Uh, and I remember Steve Rogers going zing, zing a few times. And scoring yeah, okay. tries. And just to, to see the pace of the game was – everyone always talks about the pace of the game, how much faster it is. Well, that's right. It is. You know, it was just – it's just something out of this world. But it's like anything. You uh, you get used to it. And, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, you know, I would – People say I probably wasn't the fittest guy that ever went to run around a football field, but the uh, I uh, yeah I always I always trained hard. I might not have been that good at it, but uh, yeah I always I you know try to do my best and uh, yeah the support you got back in them days for your teammates, everyone got on so well. You know, yeah. and you think in a losing team, you know there'll be a lot of bitching and things like that, but there never was. You know, everyone got on great. Tommy Bishop, and then we had um, Ron Willie after that, and Ron Willie had a lot of success with sides that he had. And, um, you know, he was very strict, old Ronnie. <laughs> yeah, he, he was uh, – he probably liked a different style of football than probably what I was. But um, he he liked blokes who were six foot six foot three, run, run even time and tackled like dynamos. I probably didn't cover all those boxes. But, you know, he still, he still was pretty fair with me and that sort of thing. But in the end, I in the last year I was at North, I probably thought – yeah, there was there were other factors, um, but that I mentioned earlier that I'd move on to to another club probably for a bit more opportunity uh, than I probably had in the last year that I was at North. When you were playing up at, at North Sydney, were you living up there, Rod, or were you still down in Wollongong? Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. I used to live in. The, I lived in Willoughby. I used to live in the the street a couple of streets away from the Channel Nine studio, actually. Yeah, so I I lived with a, I lived with a couple of other of, of footballers. Um, Paul McKay, who'd come to North at that particular time, a mm. young guy from Brisbane who went on to play lots for Australia and that. He moved to the Roosters and uh, and Manly. I, I remember the next year he signed with the Roosters, he got me to, to drive into City Ford to pick up his new car. Oh, great. No, I, <laughs> no, I did that. We let him stay with us for a couple of for a, for a couple of months, but then we moved him on, you know, the rich, <laughs> the rich Bondi boy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I used to live there. Um, you know, I wasn't married or anything at that at that particular stage. So yeah, so just a few of us lived together, which is another thing. It's fraught by fraught by danger with a lot of guys living together. But uh, yeah, no, it wasn't too bad. We hear so much, um, Rod, about the the seventies and eighties and and what a a tough era it was. Often there was fists flying and elbows flying and all of those kinds of things, as well as obviously talking about the like we spoke about before the playing fields, obviously not being as lush and as nice as they they are these days. Did you ever get kind of caught up, I guess, on the the wrong side of, of how aggressive some of those sides could be in the the nineteen seventies and eighties? Well, one thing I can one thing I can vouch for, and I've said to a lot of people, I definitely played at the time when it was the roughest. I'm telling you now, it was, yeah, you know, the late '70s, early '80s. You talk to anyone, and I hear Phil Gould mention it, you know, on his shows and that it was it was just out and out, you know, slaughter. Really, it was. 
I, I, I'll never forget, I, I think it was, I don't know if it was the Norse or was the Illawarra, but I remember one day going to Lincoln Oval and they had Dallas Donnelly, Les mm, Boyd, yep. um, to, to, to name a few or whatever, and uh, at Lincoln Oval and I, and I said to my parents, I said, uh, I might not be home tonight. Uh, <laughs> that's how, that's that's the sort of that's the sort of thing it was. It was um, you know uh, a lot of things uh, went on. You know, like swinging arms and scrums, and every time you got tackled, you're either going to get gouged or something was going to happen to you. A lot of time in lots of games, and, you know, and, mm. yeah, and everyone knew who they were. But but again, that's what that's what how footy was there, and you accepted it. No one ever whinged or complained about it, sort of thing. You just retaliated. So yeah. There was, you know, I, I remember at uh, North Sydney one day, Ron Willie was, you know, it's not it, it's not uh, unknown. He did it in State of Origin and when he coached, and et cetera, and other sides. But he used to like, this is it. There's going to be a stink on, on you know, in a scrum. And yeah. Especially when, especially when it was Manly. The North Sydney Manly mm. um, confrontations, they are for real. They were for real. It didn't matter where we were coming on the competition. I managed to have a couple of good wins against Manly over the time with North. And, uh, yeah, and then there would be, you know, the calls to arms. And I played with probably – I haven't mentioned him yet, too. Another good player was Don McKinnon. Mm. Donnie McKinnon was a fantastic front rower, and he got rewarded later in his career when he played for Australia. But, boy, he could throw him. Yeah, I, I honestly seen him with two punches hit Terry Randall with one and Dempsey – another guy called Dempsey Joy with another – and poleaxed them. And, and, you know, Terry Randall was such a great player and a tough bugger. Yeah. You know, tough bugger. But, I mean, you can't help it if you run into a short ride or whatever. But, yeah. So, the um, yeah, there was a lot of a lot of stuff that went on. Um, actually, another thing with Manly, too. I remember the French, I don't know, the French referee, I can't think of his name now. Uh, he came out to referee the test matches, Australia and France, yeah, or I don't know if it's Australian. I think it might have been Australia and France, and we mm. played Manly at Manly at um, Wollongong Showground, and he refereed. He couldn't speak a word of English. He was, you know, yeah, he was just, but he would any time there was a like a blow up, blow up in the scrum or what, he would run in and push blokes away and everything. And yeah, <laughs> I'd be a bit of a hothead, and I went and he's doing. It, and I just said, well, "This bloke can't understand anything," and I told him to get effed. It was, you are kidding me! Get I, I just swore my head off at him. And he turned around and he said, basically said, don't tell me to get out and set me off. And yeah, well. <laughs> he, he, he understood the F word. Yeah, so oh, I only got 10 minutes in the beer. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. He was, um, yeah. But, I mean, if you, back in them days, if you couldn't if you couldn't handle the so-called heart and the biff or whatever, well, but as I said, no one ever complained. That's, that's how footy was. Mm, that's right. Probably, unfortunately for the, you know, you'd say when you see how, what a great job they've done in cleaning the footy up these days, you know. But uh, back in them days, it was, um, yeah, it was pretty um, pretty nasty. You were the leading point scorer for North Sydney in, in 1979 and, and 1980. And I guess in a, a period where North didn't have a whole lot of success on the field in terms of wins, was it was it nice? Was it, a, I guess, a, a moment that you kind of hang your hat on that you, you'd, I think yeah. you scored 130-odd points both of those seasons in 1979 and 1980? Yeah, no, it, it was good. It just goes to show you how much the kicking styles has changed too. In 1979, you know how they go on the percentages as mm. well. Um, I actually came second in the percentages. Ken Wilson got 71% and I got 70%. We were the top two 
on mm. percentages. But you look at the percentages now. Yeah. <laughs> you, would, you, you wouldn't get a kick with that. You wouldn't. They wouldn't even tra- throw you the ball with a, with a percentage like that. You know. So the old round the co- corner as opposed to the the toe pokey. But yeah, no, that yeah, that that was uh, you know um, it was good. And I was, you know kicking at North Sydney Oval. I used to love it there. The, the old fig tree and. Etc. And one good thing about playing at North Sydney Oval, the, other, the opposition sides hated playing there because the ground was so hard. Um, Ron Willie's time, he got at one stage there, he got us elbow guards and knee guards. He looked like a, a gridiron side there for a yeah. while. But <laughs> we tried that for a little for a while, but uh, yeah, eventually give that away too. But yeah, no, it's uh, no. But as I said, goal you know goal kicking was a big play of, of getting me a start in in playing in the the Sydney comp. There might not have been many wins when you're at North Sydney, uh, Rod, but are there any moments uh, in games or maybe wins that you had in those three seasons between 1979 and, and 1981 that, that stand out more fondly for you or any memorable moments from your time at the Bears? Yeah, well, I think the, the, my very first win, I think um, it was three three games in, I think it was. We beat Manly at Brookvale Oval. Mm, that would have been nice. I think, I think it was 2017 and I, actually, I think I kicked, Seven out of seven that day. I think we scored mm. three points for a try and two goal. I think we scored two tries and I kicked uh, seven goals. And uh, that's when Peter Peters gave me a nickname, um, Radar, that day. Yeah, and nice. When he, when he was when he was when he was commentating. So that day there, that was um, yeah, that was pretty special. And uh, the Roosters were high flying that year too, and we beat them at North. Um, yeah, at North Sydney Oval, I think we beat them 10-4. Uh, and again, um, mostly, um, yeah, I, I, I kicked, I think, the, um, I think it was only one try in the whole game. And I managed to kick a few. I didn't miss any goals that day as well, too. And there was another game against Manly, too, where we beat them at North Sydney Oval. We actually beat them 10-9. They scored three tries, didn't kick a goal. And I kicked five goals, didn't score a try. And we beat them. That's what happens back in the day. You know, you can kick goals from scrum penalties and all that sort of stuff. Back yeah. In the day. So, you know, sometimes I've seen some old footage and it's like a goal kicking competition. That's, you know, that's all That's all that was going on. You know, you have a scrum, get a penalty, take a kick, a goal. So there's plenty of times to have a rest there uh, back, at, back in the day. So, yeah, that's what people forget. But, I mean, tries were only three, but goals were always two. And, you know, of course, the field goal got brought back down with them. Uh, Eric Sims was kicking all those field goals as well too. So, yeah. So uh, they're probably um, with with Norse. They're probably the um, the main thing. And, and and with Illawarra, I think you know uh, the first running on the field the first time we played Penrith at um, Wollongong Showground. Um, you know, being the first player to play, one of the first players to play in the for Illawarra to be in that first team was a <coughs> was a proud moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. And then round three is. Um, when we won our first game there, we beat South. At, um, and Graham Murray was the halfback to South. So you know, later on when I was coaching with Muzz, I always give him, give him shit about that. <laughs> about him in the first game. I, think we, I think we beat him, I think it was something like you know, 2014 or uh, I'm not too sure on the score. But, yeah, it was a wet day down in, down in Wollongong. That was, a, yeah, that was a good victory. I think another one against Manly too later in the year, 25-24. I think the Illawarra so, we won that. They won that day. So uh, yeah, that was we merely were on fire. So yeah, there there was some good and you know played with so many good players too, which uh, 
Yeah, it was good. We all we, one thing about footy all the way through that is that we all enjoyed each other's company. You know, we all got on good. It was, yeah, it was true. You left North Sydney at the end of 1981. I know you've touched on uh, touched on it a little bit earlier, uh, Rod. But what what specifically happened there with Ron Willie? Was it just his coaching style and the fact that uh, you kind of knew that this Illawarra side was coming into the competition that that kind of forced your hand and wanted you to uh, to maybe move yeah. clubs at the end of the season? Yeah, a lot. Of, yeah, the, the, there's, a, there's a number of factors as I've mentioned. You know, through the way, you know, I, I just got a new a, t- a teaching job with the travel from Willoughby out to Campbelltown every day was was pretty hectic. Um, and then Illawarra had come back into the competition, so they gave me the opportunity to move back to Wollongong and didn't have it as far to, to commute with uh, with my um, job. And uh, yeah, like you know, that that last year, um, I didn't. Well, it wasn't you know probably spent half the time in first grade. It wasn't a lot of with Rom. Uh, we didn't probably didn't see eye to eye with a, mm. a lot of things there, you know. Um, yeah, being I was always a ball player too. As I suppose we haven't mentioned ball, and back in them days, ball players were like the halfbacks they are today. You know, they would sort of run the show and do things, and we probably had a few disagreements maybe on how we should how we should do things or whatever. And uh, yeah, he's the coach, and of course the coach is always going to win out, isn't he? But I mean, mm. look, I I did get I got on well with Rob. Was a terrific guy. He was a really nice guy. Just at times we might have had, you know, different ideas on on footy. And um, Ken McCaffrey, who was the CEO at the time, and unfortunately he passed away recently. Mm. But we got on, we got on famously. Uh, I'll never forget. He come around to my to the house I was doing. It was like half past nine at night last year. I was at North and said, I opened the door. I went, "What?" He didn't even want to come in. He said, "I heard you have signed with Illawarra." I said, "Don't be silly, uh, Ken. I would never do that to you." Or you know. I would let you know beforehand, da, 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 da. we had a bit of a chat and then we shut the door and the other blokes who I lived with at the time um, were, cutting, they, and, uh, were saying to me, geez, he wasn't too happy with you. Mm. And, uh, and I said, well, I'll give you a secret. I signed with Illawarra four weeks ago. But, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it was all good. Uh, after, yeah, yeah, Ken got on re- really well. And uh, yeah, no, it was, it was it. There was no bad blood with with Ron, just we all had different ideas and, and the opportunity for me to, to go home and, you know, like you had to work in them days. So mm. it, was, it was easier for me to, to be down to be down there and plus be part of somewhere where I actually come from and grew up playing footy. Podcast Network.